This is B2B Enablement, a Click.io podcast created to inspire sales and marketing leaders navigating digital transformation. I'm your host, Dave Carr, and on this show, we'll share actionable insights to build winning digital strategies and deliver better sales results with your customers. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 10 of B2B Enablement. We're hitting a milestone today and getting into episode number 10. If you have not had a chance to do so already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button uh, if you have listened to us before and if you like the content. Uh, If not, hopefully by the end of this podcast, uh, we can encourage you to do so. Uh, Today, I am joined by Chris Dickey, who is the CEO and founder of Visibly, and we are going to hop into the topic of how to improve search engine visibility for your company. So I'm going to give Chris just a real quick second here to do an intro of himself, and then we will hop directly into the topic. Hey, well, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, so uh, founder and CEO of Visibly, we're a brand new um, software solution for marketers who want to measure their brand footprint in search and search engines. Um, I've been a marketer for 17 years. I've worked uh, as a marketing director. I've worked in publishing. I've worked in agencies for the last uh, uh, 11 or 12 years. Um, and I've also, I also own a PR agency. So in addition to running a software company, I'm, I'm a PR guy. Gotcha. So it sounds like a busy man for sure. <laughs> well, well, Chris, I, I am really excited about this conversation <clears throat> specifically because I think that right now, I mean, you know, SEO has always been a hot topic and I think so many people are trying to figure out new and better ways to improve their, their strategy. So, um, I think we're going to touch on a lot of different concepts here and, and regardless of where you are in your journey with SEO, uh, I think we're going to talk about some basic fundamental building blocks, and then we'll also talk about some more advanced topics. Um, but just to get started, I, I know y- that you use the word search engine visibility, and I- I'd like to start out just defining for our listeners, what is the fundamental difference between traditional SEO or search engine optimization and SEV, which would be search engine visibility? Yeah, super important distinction. Uh, not the same thing. SEO um, has been around for since the beginning of the internet, essentially, and it's the practice of trying to get your own website or your own web content uh, to show up at the top of search results. It's a, it's, it is, it is the, it is. If you're successful doing it, um, it's fantastic because you can control the user experience um, and you are promoting your own stuff at the very top of search. The reality is it's really, really tough to do, especially it's incredibly competitive landscape. Um, it's incredibly limited real estate that you have to work with to actually get clicks at the top of search. Um, so what I call SUV is the idea of shifting the conversation from talking about how do I get my website to rank to how do I get my brand to rank? How do I inc- improve or increase the amount of customer touch points at the top of search? Um, no matter who's talking about you, it could be a media outlet, it could be an e-commerce partner, it could be an advertisement, it could be your own website, it could be something else. Um, so the idea of search engine visibility is how do you improve the overall likelihood that a customer is going to discover you in search? And I think ultimately that's the goal with any marketer. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's a perfect segue because the, the next real question I had here is how does search engine visibility really relate more to to ranking a brand, 
you know, versus just, just ranking your website. And I think that, you know, there's so many concepts out there around, you know, all of the reasons that you shouldn't just try to rank your homepage in, in every case. Um, so many different strategies uh, out there, but just talk to us a little bit about how search engine visibility is primarily focused on the brand. Yeah, you know, so so I mentioned I'm a PR guy. And, you know, as a PR practitioner, um, the way that I come at it or I have come at it in the past is how do we how do we leverage other people's audiences or other people's authorities or opinions to further our clients, um, it, you know, promote our clients, essentially. So, you know, we get a magazine to write about our clients. Essentially, that magazine is, is implicitly endorsing the client's product or services. And then there's a readership attached to that. Um, that's that's the essence of, of uh, PR is getting other people to talk about you. Um, and, you know, that is, there's a huge amount of that online and there's a huge amount of that. And it turns out that publishers have a tremendous advantage over brand owned uh, content because they publish full time. That's what they do. Right. And they have so many backlinks coming in. So they, so in general, publishers just have a much more powerful domain authority than any brand owned website will ever have. Um, It makes a lot of sense to pursue them to, to, take that kind of PR and pivot it toward how do we, how do we use this publisher to get us to the top of search? And that it's not just about PR too. It's also about, you know, I think another really incredible partner here are your e-commerce partners and your, and your wholesale yeah. partners that have a huge presence online and likely also have a tremendously more powerful domain um, according to Google than you. And um, they do very, very well um, with these kind of non-branded, very broad, very popular search terms. You're not going to knock Amazon out of the top five. You're just, you know? <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> and yet, if you're selling through Amazon, maybe there's a conversation to be had there or a strategy to employ about how do you identify these e-commerce partners that are showing up at the very top of the search results for your target keywords. Um, and if you can't get your website there, maybe you can at least get uh, Amazon to be you know, promoting your brand on that landing page and then still driving sales for your own company. It's really interesting too, because, you know, I mean, for years, I mean, backlinking has always been, you know, a huge part of SEO. And it, and I think that what I find interesting about search engine visibility is getting all these other websites to work for you just in different ways, right? So it's not just about the placement of the backlink, but it's actually building on all of that visibility, you know, to use your, <laughs> your term, right. Uh, right. that's out there about, about your brand. Um, can you talk more, and, and I know we've probably, again, probably have some people on here that are pretty well in tune with, with SEO strategy. Can you talk more about the fundamental differences in how you rank a page with search engine visibility versus traditional SEO or, or even SEM, right? So, you know, a lot of people I'm sure are using a lot of uh, AdWords and paid ads to drive traffic to their, to their pages. So how, how is the ranking process different? And also, how is the buyer intent different for individuals that are going to be coming in through that channel? Yeah. So, I mean, I think most marketers are multi-channel at this point. There's very few people who are managing a marketing direct, you know, department and they, and they only focus on email, right? <laughs> they, they, a lot of marketers, like they have a PR team, um, they have an SEM team, they have an SEO team. Um, I think the problem with marketing right now is it's just like, we're so, we're so, um, specialist and and that specialty becomes a like creates its own silos yep, right I agree. and but when you come back to search 
all of these silos essentially play together in the same sandbox in the first page of search. You have you have the SEM people they're competing with this you know for the same clicks as as like the PR hits and as the SEO hits and as the e-commerce team managing their their piece of the pie. And so, you know, how can you like kind of sync up like how who's in charge of what and how do we improve the overall likelihood that customers are going to find us in search because you know, going back to that idea of intent, what Google will actually do and what Google does, um, or any search engine for that matter, is they try to determine the intent of the, the person who's submitting the keyword to the search engine. And, you know, I let's just say like I, I type in that like a, a term like running shoes and, um, you know, it's very broad <laughs> and, and there's actually a lot of volume for that keyword. Right. And the search engine has to make a, a very quick determination. Does this person want to buy a pair of running shoes? Do they want to learn or research running shoes? Do they want to go to a local store and buy running shoes? Do they want directions to a store or do they want to like learn about the history of running shoes or something else, you know? So there's this big, um, um, kind of judgment that takes place. And then Google or whatever search engine, uh, populates content that, that they think matches, the, the intent of the user. And so this is called search engine intent. And it, it can roughly be broken down as uh, click to buy, click to go, or click to learn. And uh, click to buy, so that's that's transactional, right? So you'll, you'll see this, like something like running shoes, it might populate you know, nine out of 10 hits on the page might be all e-commerce based. Um, and if you were to type in, you know, a qualifier, say best running shoes, rather than this running shoes, you, you type in best now, all of a sudden that might tell the search engine, oh, they want to look up reviews or they want to like compare. There's it's like this, this tells you that that person wants to learn about running shoes. And so next thing you know, you get all informational results. It's all these media reviews and blogs and things. Um, it's really important for marketing professionals to recognize that if they want to create visibility on a search engine, um, on the first page of search, uh, that they have to match up the, the content or the strategy with the intent of the keyword. Um, if you create an informational strategy, but the keyword is fundamentally transactional and Google is only elevating uh, e-commerce related hits, you'll never be on that page. Right. You know, in like vice versa. So, you know, I think that's, that's a really critical thing to, to uh, figure out. The only way you look at that is like, you have to look at every single hit on the page, every single result on the page and say, and, and then make a determination is, is, is this something where I can actually check out? Can I buy a pair of running shoes on this page? Or am I just learning about them here? Or is there something else going on? Um, and when you look at that in aggregate across the entire results page, then you get a sense of intent. Um, now, of course you can do that manually. It's, 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 it's laborious. Um, visibly, the company that I'm working on does do that. Um, that's a software solution that we've developed. Coming back around to strategy in terms of how, how you would apply this um, and thinking about most of our listeners, again, being in the B2B space and how they're trying to rank their their businesses. I know in a lot of cases, especially if you're in a niche market, the keywords that you can be trying to go after may be very difficult, right? So how does one handle that when you're thinking about things like search engine visibility? 
is it still worth it to try that path? Do you just go spend a bunch of money on paid ads? How, how could how could search engine visibility really help out a B two B marketer who's looking for that sort of t- touch point versus you know just a consumer e commerce kind of play? Yeah, and I'll just start out with talking about ads. You know, I, I think you know pay per click campaigns um, are valuable. They have their place. They guarantee placement on the page. Um, you're guaranteed to get some amount of clicks through that. Typically, a well-performing ad um, for a non-branded search term does around two to three percent of all the clicks on the page, which isn't bad. But that means ninety-seven percent of the traffic is going somewhere else, right? So, right, exactly. Um, so you're still, you know, it's like you're paying a lot for a little. Um, and you know, when you look at it, a very competitive keyword set. Um, what SEO professionals will do is they'll say, okay, we don't have a, ch- we don't stand a chance here. We're not going to compete for this keyword. Um, the 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 uh, the quality of the websites are so high. The 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 domain authorities of the websites are, are so are so strong, and our domain authority is only over here. Um, it's going to take us years to get to that level of of sophistication that Google is elevating for this particular keyword. Um, it's not like it's not a lost cause. I think that's the most important takeaway here, and I think that. You know, in SEO, it is a lost cause. You're not going to get there, and that's and that's a very realistic and good thing to re- you know recognize. However, you look at the page and you say, okay, again, like going back to informational versus transactional. This is an informational page, um, or this is an informational keyword. Um, it's full of media reviews, um, or, or it's full of like you know click to learn stuff how can I use my PR team to go and acquire reviews or media hits or media coverage that are going to show up on this page? And that really turns into a list building exercise because next thing you know is that Google is elevating the most relevant content and the most relevant writers and the most relevant publishers within the space. And uh, there you have it. There's a, you know, that's your contact list, right? Um, and sure, they've already published, but I can tell you right now, as you know, as a PR guy, it's it's not um, it's not uh, un un it's it's not uh, something that you wouldn't expect to, to have to go to a, a writer and say, hey, would you consider updating this this blog post and including some new information? Um, and if you do it in the right way, there's a good likelihood that that, that can happen. Furthermore. Um, you're, you have, you have a set of writers and you know that these people are writing the content that, that Google is ultimately rewarding with top search spots, just make better relationships with those guys, get them, get in front of them. So the next time they write a review, you're in it. Um, or so, or, or maybe there's another keyword that, that is, that is similar and that their next article performs well with that keyword. So you know, Google is, is giving you your media list essentially, and all you have to do is mine it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And, you know, you, you, you mentioned the concept of reaching out to some of those publishers and writers and, and saying like, Hey, if, if we've got a good piece of content or we're, or we are able to add value, simply updating those links, right. Or including those, the next go around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I mean, we see that a lot in our business. I mean, I frequently have, people- we did it, we did it this past week with, with, with a CNET. There was, um, there was a, there was a client of ours that was like, Hey, we missed this, this, this uh, review, but we had another product, you know, with a different editor at CNET and we're like, Hey, this thing happened and, and this didn't get included. And the guy's like, let me see what I can do. And then within like two days, we were like, they, 
they totally changed the article and were the number two thing in the article. And it was because we already had those irons in the fire, but because, you know, we knew that we had the relationships and we were, we were tracking it within the search engine results. Um, we were able to make that connection and, and immediately get that number two hit um, in search for this really valuable keyword. Yeah. And that's super powerful. And it's, it's really interesting the, the way that you approach that and that concept, you know, I mean, I have always, I mean, and again, my knowledge of SEO is relatively rudimentary, but you know, we have partners that we use to help us improve our own. And, you know, again, backlinking has always been important, right. And guest blogging and features and things like that. But I think that this con- still is, let's not, oh, sure let, is, let's not right. discount that stuff. Um, yeah. I just think, I think there's so many more ways. And I think what ultimately was search engine visibility is about is not, is not saying, you know, it's a very agnostic approach. Is the ultimate uh, goal here is to improve the amount of times a customers improve the likelihood a customer is going to find you in search, um, which I don't think anyone can, anybody can really argue with. It's like let's 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 stack the deck in our favor here. If if we're not here, let's be here, here, and here. Um, and we're not going to. It's not like every not all ten links on the site are going to be our own content. We can recognize that from the beginning. But if we play our cards right and we align our teams and we get our e-commerce and and, and PR and like SEM all rocking on the same level, um, we can probably be very dominant across the SERP. Right. Well, and to me, it's it's another tool in the toolkit, right? And I think that's the important way to look at it is it is, it is one other strategy or piece of a stra- tactic, right, to put into your overall strategy. And, you know, and I think what I find especially interesting about this is that it isn't just your content, right? And with, with 70 to 80% of the buyer journey now happening, before someone ever touches base with a salesperson, which especially in in B two B, right? I mean, that's a huge implication and a huge change right. because B two B has historically been so heavily led with sales, right. but but with so many of those searches happening with clients, I do think it's important that you diversify where you are showing again your visibility so that it's not just all your content, and then you're building right. social validation. Then you get into things like even customer testimonials. Uh, if you haven't listened to our last podcast, episode number nine, uh, we actually talked about the importance of customer testimonials and how uh, all of that content kind of pointing back to to your brand can can really be powerful. Um, well, and, and going back to that idea, you know, of, of customer journey, it really does align with search intent. So mm-hmm. um, informational, you know, keywords typically um, get in front of a customer who's looking at that point of consideration, um, commercial consideration. So this is somebody who's doing the research. They're pretty far down the funnel. They know what they want. They haven't just decided what, like what's product or service they're buying yet. Um, and they're, and they're going out and they're, and they're looking for um, independent validation of like one direction over another. And then that, that, transactional keyword subset is going to be someone who's a little bit even further down the funnel. Now they know what they want um, and they're ready to buy. Um, and so there's different strategies to create visibility in front of either of these customers. Um, but it's, it's um, they're equally valid points of like customer touch points. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive a little further into the, the tactics and, and how, how does media and these other site listings how is that really directly affecting search engine visibility again vis-a-vis that traditional idea of of seo and can you share a few examples of how individuals may be able to get started on that if that's something that they're interesting in pursuing 
Yeah. So the very first thing is like, you need to get a handle on your keywords and keywords, keyword list building is, um, is a fantastic experiment uh, or exercise to get to know your customer. Um, Because really what you're doing is you're reverse engineering how somebody finds you. Right. Um, And, you know, you, assuming they don't know who you are, but they're looking for your products and services. So what are all the potential phrases or keywords that they might type into search engine to look for something that you have to offer? Um, So you start off with that. And um, there's tons of services out there that that can help you with this. You know, frankly, you can just go to Google and use I would suggest or people also search and Google kind of gives you a lot of examples of like how, like what phrases are related. Um, And also questions like there's, there's, there's a snippet within the page that you frequent SQL people also ask. Uh, that gives you a sense of like questions that people are asking that are related to this topic. So grab all that stuff, put it into a list, and then from there, try to figure out if you can tell what's the relative search search volume for each one of these keywords. Uh, that gives you a sense of how many people are looking up each one. And search volume isn't the end all be all, you know, it does give you a good sense of like where the traffic is, but you might have something that's more of a long tail keyword and uh, has a lower search volume, but a very high engagement rate because somebody who's typing in that keyword is really far down the funnel. They really right. know what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, and they're very, you know, a good, they're very good, strong customer lead. So it's, it's worth like including all different levels of uh, search volume. And then I would also look at um, if you can get it um, engagement rate. And so that's something that, you know, tells you like, what's the likelihood of someone's going to click on a link um, within the server. They look up this keyword. Um, another one that I really like to look at is search intent. I mentioned that earlier, and that's really breaking it down between informational and transactional. I think those are the two big ones that you're trying to like to differentiate against. Um, and then from there, you start to look at, okay, like you start to bucket and you're like, okay, like here's my, here are my transactional words, here are my informational words, here are the words that I am, the, the results that I'm really interested in. I'm really interested in this customer typing in this keyword uh, for this reason. Um, and then you go and you kind of look very like granularly at those search results and you say, oh, like, well, this one um, e-commerce site is doing fantastically well with the like the, the vast majority of these keywords we need to have a conversation with them you know right um, or you know it's like there's a couple publishers here that are doing very very well and we need to do a better job like our, our we need to tell our PR department to get on that and, and start winning articles or talking to those journalists or getting them into our factory or whatever it might be um, and so you know it's it's again it's about using the search results to build lists and build targets and then allocate those targets to your respective teams. Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you have any examples from a B2B standpoint of a success story or a use case where you've seen the search engine visibility practice really show some good results? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can just talk about us. Um, and so with 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 Visibly, uh, we're this brand new SaaS solution and uh, nobody knows who we are. And we, we just we just released our product in um, July of this year and it's in beta and uh, we don't have a whole lot of money to spend on marketing. And so, yeah, we're very interested in how do we how do we get in front of people who are looking up free SEO tools. Cause assuming they don't know what search engine visibility is that's right. not a big thing, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're going to use, we're going to, we're going to latch onto SEO and we're going to 
you know, type in anyone who looks up free SEO tools, that's a B2B thing. They're going to see, you know, these reviews about visibly. That's, it's a fantastic residual customer that can come back to us. Um, we've also, you know, one tactic that we've, that we've explored is, is, is how do we kind of get in front of those, those answers? Um, like people also ask answers because we know that in the B2B world, people ask very technical questions. Right. Um, and they see, you know, like, oh, like here's this super specific thing and I, I need, I need to know like more about it. Um, well, Quora happens to be a fantastic place <laughs> to, uh, to uh, get in front of those kind of questions. And Quora ends up doing extremely well on those people also ask in search. So, you know, we developed a strategy in house about how to go about seeding, seeding questions, also proactively answering questions. And we actually hire copywriters sometime to do this because they're, because we're trying to do so many. Um, and uh, that's, that's been a fantastic uh, strategy for us as well. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, there's all so many really, really good concepts we we've touched on here. And I, I guess as we kind of get ready to, to wrap up, you know, if you could think about just some advice, I guess, that you would tell anybody who's looking to get started, you know, what would that be? Um, and then I guess the final thing I'd like to touch on, and I, I always do this on the podcast, if you're a frequent listener, you know this, but I always try to focus on what are the sort of key three things that somebody could walk away with today, you know, the big takeaways that they could actually use to not under, just understand this concept better, but also get to where they could could uh, implement it. Uh, so what would those tips be? And then what would you say your, your takeaways are? They might be the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so I, I think what I will kind of leave your audience with is, um, is I really encourage any marketers who are listening to this conversation to shift their strategy from from just focusing on how they can improve their content performance to how they can improve their brand performance in search. Um, it's really, we have to recognize the customer journey is, is, uh, is, is a windy road and there's all these potential touch points and people, there's not any one thing that fires um, um, a buying decision. There's multiple touch points. And so, um, you know, recognizing search is this insane product discovery platform. Um, it's really important to saturate all the channels. That's number one. It's just shift your thinking toward the brand and away from just your own website. Number two is um, think about the results, not in terms of opportunities that you've missed, but future opportunities that you can gain. And so, you know, you look at the results, you're like, oh, like I don't exist here. I'm, I'm done with it. You know, it's like, no, those are all your, those are all your targets, guys. <laughs> those are all your sales leads. Uh, those are all your, um, those are all your PR hits. Like those are your, those are your editors that you want to build relationships with. Um, use the search engine results as a list building tool. Google does the best job in the world, elevating the most important content and the most important writers and the most important websites for any category in the world. Um, trust them. They're also rewarding those, those websites with tons and tons of traffic. So um, it's, you know, even if you disagree with their ranking system, it doesn't matter because they're, they're giving them customers. Right. So, um, <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't, you can't argue with that. Uh, so, you know, use Google as a list building tool. Um, and then lastly is don't write off, I think, uh, competitive keywords, just create strategies for how to get into those, uh, search results. 
And if your SEO strategy isn't going to get in there, look at an SEM strategy or look at a PR strategy or look at it or like tweak your e-commerce merchandising strategy. So you create visibility within multiple SERPs. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Chris, I have really enjoyed this conversation and I think I could, I could probably, the, the marketing nerd in me could spend another three hours diving into this. So uh, I really appreciate you joining the show and, and sharing some of your thoughts and ideas uh, with our listeners. Um, again, if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast if you're finding this content useful and engaging and give us a good rating. That's how other people can find us is by those ratings that we get on whatever podcast platform you're, you're listening to. Uh, I'm going to drop some information in the show notes as well. There'll be an overview summary of this podcast just in, in, in text if you prefer to read versus listen. Uh, and I'll also put in some really good resource links there as well. Uh, I'll put a link to Chris's LinkedIn profile, also to, to his company visibly. We'll put in some resources in there uh, that can help people get started if they're interested in, in search engine visibility. Um, and then also information uh, about our company, click.io. So uh, we help uh, companies, B2B companies with sales enablement solutions. So if you're you're putting all these great marketing p- practices into, into place and you're looking for better ways to align your sales and marketing team, Um, we have a great solution for that. So I'll put some resources there for that as well. Um, But Chris, again, thank you for joining. So uh, really, really enjoyed this conversation. And we look forward to having all of you listeners back on the next episode. Thanks again, Chris. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it.